welcome to the Food Freedom Podcast. I am Coach Mary Roberts, and this podcast is all about finding your freedom from food addiction. And we're going to talk about all things related to food addiction and recovery. Let's dig in. Welcome back, everyone. I am your Food Freedom host, Coach Mary Roberts. Today, I want to talk a little bit about keto because it seems to be a dirty word. So today's episode is, what's the problem with keto? Uh, I've shared this many times before that keto in and of itself did not fix my eating disorders. It, It didn't fix my relationship with food, but it very well did fix my health problems. And I had a lot of them when I, um, started this journey and, you know, but keto was the vehicle that I needed to have the mental wherewithal, you know, that mental capacity to be able to address my lifelong dysfunctional relationship with food because, you know, just changing my diet to a ketogenic diet, um, you know, inflammation went down, I produced ketones and my brain loved it. So my cognitive function improved, I felt calmer, I felt more in control. So without keto, I would not be the food sober person that I am today. Um, I think keto is very misunderstood and it's purposely and intentionally maligned by many people for multiple reasons. I think there are people, many people with eating disorders that treat and be people that treat eating disorders that also intentionally disparage keto and they do so without using any facts and they, you know, completely ignore people's anecdotal evidence. Um, So the first thing that I want to say is that keto is short for ketogenic. It's not short for ketosis. A ketogenic diet is defined as a high fat diet. It's also low carb. Um, and, and, you know, you should get adequate protein. Some people do too low protein, in my opinion. I think protein should definitely be prioritized in a ketogenic diet. Um, but it's defined as a high fat diet. However, it's not fat that makes the diet ketogenic. I mean, fat plays, definitely has its place. It plays a role in healing, um, for sure. But keto is the absence or, you know, rather minimizing the minimizing of carbohydrates. And that's what inspires a state of ketosis. It's not, fat is kind of like, it is an exogenous ketone. So, I mean, it can increase your ketones, but really just decreasing your carbohydrates to um, a level low enough to produce ketones is, is what makes it keto. Um, unfortunately, there are many people who still completely misunderstand the importance of dietary fat, in particularly saturated fat. Um, So here's one scientific fact, and that is that protein and carbohydrates have four calories per gram, and fat has nine calories per gram. So if you eat dietary fat in your diet, and even in a reasonable amount, it's highly likely that your macronutrient profile is still going to be high fat. I mean, unless, of course, you are out of control and eating thousands upon thousands of calories of carbohydrates per day, um, and, and the dietary fat would then probably not be the good fats in that case. Bottom line, though, it stands to reason that since fat calories are more than double that of protein and carbohydrate calories, that unless you're intentionally cutting all fat from your diet, most of your calories 
are probably still coming from fat. Being keto doesn't necessarily mean that you are putting a stick of butter in your coffee, although there are plenty of people who have done that and are still doing that. I've never done that personally. Um, I've tried a small amount of butter in my coffee. It just wasn't my jam. I don't care for it. Um, being keto doesn't mean you're eating bacon every day. And again, although there are people doing that, that's not required. Bacon isn't required at all. Um, I've had phases over this nearly 10 years of food sobriety where I ate bacon every day for several days in a row. Literally, when I first started, I ate bacon and eggs every day for breakfast and lunch for like three months because I didn't know what else to do at that time. And I loved bacon and eggs and it was safe for me. Um, I was losing weight. I felt satisfied, didn't feel like I was on a diet. It took me, it, I'll be honest, it did take me a bit to adjust to not having toast with my bacon and eggs because I used to love to sop up the, the egg yolk with the toast. That was an adjustment. But after a little while, I got used to it and the bacon and eggs and were, were satisfying. Um, being keto also isn't eating a bunch of products that have the keto label on them. In fact, most of the things that are in a package and say keto on the package, especially in the grocery store, um, are probably not very ketogenic friendly at all. In reality, they're just processed foods disguised as a, you know, healthy food, or it's marketed as a low carb food because they're counting net carbs. And so the package says mm, two net carbs, but really it's got 24 total carbs in it. Um, there are very few exceptions to that that rule. There are some really good um, convenience products that are keto friendly, <clears throat> but they're pricey and you got to get them online mostly. Um, also, keto isn't going to give people a heart attack. It isn't going to <clears throat> cause non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. It's not going to cause diabetes. Um, I know there's a lot of just garbage claims out there, you know, really talking down about keto, really intentionally misinforming people about it. But on no planet does uh, keto cause heart disease. Uh, a proper, you know, well-formulated ketogenic diet is not going to cause heart disease. It's not going to cause fatty liver. That's caused by carbohydrates in excess. It's not going to cause diabetes. That's my favorite claim. It's going to give you diabetes. When in fact, again, okay, my my experience is anecdotal, but anecdotal evidence is still evidence. My experience with keto is that it reversed my type 2 diabetes. I, if I, you know, walked into a doctor's office today and they did all the, the blood work, no one would diagnose me with type 2 diabetes. And that literally happened um, in the first year of my being keto and, and, and food sober. I reversed my diabetes down to a normal A1C. My insulin levels came down to, to normal levels. The insulin resistance, you know, uh, greatly improved. I, I'm insulin sensitive. Um, so <clears throat> the, the reality is <clears throat> keto is probably going to, it's, going to minimize your risk for heart attack. It's probably going to help reverse your fatty liver disease. There are countless anecdotal stories of people reversing their fatty liver disease with a ketogenic diet, and it's definitely going to contribute to better, better metabolic health. It's going to lower your blood glucose. 
and it's going to help improve your insulin sensitivity, probably lowering your insulin levels. Keto is, you know, very misunderstood, which is, in my opinion, terribly sad because I think it's a great tool. It can be a great tool to help people suffering from eating disorders. It's a great tool to help people reverse, you know, all these modern diseases of civilization and minimize their risk for all of these, you know, diseases that are on the rise and things that people are suffering suffering from, even cancer. There's lots of research going on um, with cancer and ketogenic diets. You owe it to yourself to be informed about this. Do not listen to just some random person, you know, in your family or on your feed who who says, oh, keto bad. No, no. Look into it. Listen to people's stories. And don't ever forget that anecdotal evidence is still evidence. Um, so, of course, the, the way that I eat today, going on almost 10 years, it's definitely different from the way I ate in the beginning. But here's the bottom line. For those of us that are focused on food sobriety and getting drug foods out of our life, once we cut out the added sugar, processed foods, foods that we have a history of binging on, we're most likely going to be keto by default. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I can't be, you know, I can't be keto. But I bet you if you measured their blood ketones, they'd have some because they're only eating real food. They're not eating, you know, hundreds of carbs per day in vegetables. So they're kind of keto by default. That's what happens. Um, And I can tell you right now from seven years of, of working with clients that the ones that struggle the most with relapse or lots of, you know, minor lapses, they are people that are still on the low fat wagon, but also trying to be low carb. Uh, they, you know, do you know how miserable low carb, low fat is? Like, ugh, I, I mean, I've had days like that where my fat was lower, but I can't go too many days in a row, you know, like being under 50 grams of, of fat for the day. That's just uh, not fun. It doesn't feel good. My body lets me know this is no good. Um, so, you know, the low carb, low fat is basically all lean proteins and it, it's not sustainable. Um, don't misunderstand me. Protein is amazing. I eat a lot of it and I think everyone should eat a lot of animal protein. But if you're eating only lean cuts and hardly getting any fat and not eating very many carbs, you're going to suffer eventually. Um, so the people that struggle with relapse the most are, they're not getting enough dietary fat. They're not getting enough calories overall in general. And, you know, their their nutrition isn't, you know, very good overall because, you know, that's unsustainable to be low carb, low fat, um, and, and just eating, you know, lean proteins. They, these are the people that end up frequently relapsing. Um, you know, obviously they're not the only ones that relapse. Don't get me wrong. There's people that are eating like all the right things and, and, and it's their head, you know, their mindset that's keeping, you know, keeping them, um, repeatedly relapsing. But, you know, I, now today I literally just eat real food. My successful clients are eating just real food. It's a mix of lean and fatty cuts of animal protein. It sometimes, sometimes it means a little bit of butter on, on veggies when I eat them. Um, so, you know, one of the reasons that keto gets a bad reputation is because most of the people that will gravitate towards it are people who are already disordered with food. I was really attracted to keto when I heard, you know, how it works and, and what I could eat. 
because I remember hearing, you know, steak, burgers, bacon, eggs. And I, and I very vividly remember thinking and saying out loud, that would be a lot of Weight Watchers points. So, I mean, honestly, I was intrigued because I could eat foods that I loved um, and, and they were, you know, part of the diet. You know, I was definitely in diet mentality when I first started. And so, you know, unfortunately, most of the people that gravitate towards keto, you know, there are people who are already disordered with food and they're trying keto because they think it's the next magic pill. And, and in some instances, it is a magic pill of sorts, but not without effort and work and education. Um, so, you know, it only makes sense that they would be disordered with keto also and take things to an extreme. Okay, so there's a lot of people still doing extreme things um, with, with keto. And it's not because something's wrong with keto. It's not because there's a problem with keto. It's because they're disordered with food. And they're going to be disordered no matter what they're doing um, until they seek recovery and food sobriety. Um, so I'm obviously an advocate of a proper ketogenic diet. I think there's plenty of evidence that shows that, as Dr. Ken Berry says, that it's the proper human diet. The fact that we are born in a state of ketosis, I think, is evidence enough for that. Um, the fact that the brain and the heart thrive when ketones are present. The fact that people are so satiated and their brain calms down is also pretty good evidence. There's also now been plenty of studies that show the benefits of ketogenic diets for multiple metabolic health issues and for overcoming obesity. You know, but let me be pretty clear. My own experience is enough for me to know that I don't need a study to tell me it's okay that I continue eating this way. My own body tells me, and one of the things that I have learned in my recovery is to never throw away my own evidence. I refuse to be gaslit by people that tell me what I'm doing is bad or wrong for me when my entire experience the last 10 years says otherwise. So what's the problem with keto? The problem with keto is that it's misunderstood intentionally and unintentionally. It's not a fad. It's not an eating disorder. It's just eating real food. And if you're not binging you know, on, on real food and you took a blood ketone test, guess what? You probably have blood ketones, and now that makes you keto, whether you like it or not. <laughs> um, on social media, my name is still Keto Mary, and I'm still keto because of the foods I choose to eat. But when I meet somebody new, I don't use the K word anymore. I just say I eat real food, or you know, I'll rattle off a short list of what I typically eat. And guess what? Sometimes people say, oh, is that keto? And then I'll say yes. Um, one last thing. I'm running longer than I normally do. But one last thing. I had a client whose doctor was anti-keto and told my client to stop eating keto. Um, she didn't, of course. So the next time that she went into her doctor several months later, she was down, you know, 30-ish pounds. And her doctor asked what she had been doing. So my client said, well, I know you said not to eat keto, so I'm just eating real food. And this, uh, I talked to her about this. I coached her on what to say when she went into the doctor's office because she was nervous. The doctor intimidated her a little bit on, on the prior visit. So I talked to her about how she could, you know, tell the doctor what she's doing. So my client said, well, you know, I, you know, you told me not to eat keto, so I'm just eating real food. So she told her doctor <laughs> that she eats ribeye, salmon, chicken, green veggies, and sometimes bacon and eggs and butter. And do you know what her doctor said? 
He said, that's great. Keep doing that. My client texted me when she left that appointment and the text had a lot of LOLs because she literally was still eating the same things. She was eating the same thing she was eating when her do when her doctor told her to stop doing keto. <clears throat> Yet when she went into the doctor's office and didn't drop the keto word, her doctor thought what she was eating was fantastic. So this is what we're up against, people. Like it's just, it's just you know, it's nonsense. So the problem with keto is it is misunderstood. All right. Anyway, so um, I hope your top takeaway from this episode is that keto is just eating real food, that once you eliminate added sugar, processed foods, and all the foods on your drug food list, you're probably ketogenic. And the other thing I hope you take away is to never ignore your own evidence. If you feel amazing and you're getting results, that's all that matters. The label that is slapped on the way you eat does not matter. All right. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode resonated with you. If you enjoyed it and you think someone else needs to hear it, please share the episode. Also feel free to leave a review or comments. Let me know what you thought of this episode and I hope to see you next time. Thank you for listening today. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at KetoMary71, as well as my website, KetoCoachMary.com.